How goes it, Substackers? Uh, how you doing? It's a wonderful Saturday. It is cold, not gonna lie, but it's dry. So I'm out in the park, and here is a park rant. Now, speaking of the word rant, I have to bring something up right now, and it's not to toot my own horn. It's because I have something to say about it. Uh, so any of y'all that are in the chat, or if you follow me on social media, you know that I just posted because I just found out uh, that Lewis Black, the king of comedy rants, the undisputed, when you think of ranting, and Lewis Black's the guy, um, I, I just found out that him, along with Cracked, one of the most, you know, popular fucking comedy websites ever, put out a list of the 25 greatest rant comics of all time not of now, of all time, and I was on the list, and uh, the reason I'm, br I'm bringing that up right now is because I want to say something about it that I'm not going to say to the whole world on any of my podcasts or even on social media. I'm, I'm going to share it with y'all because it's a little embarrassing, um, but I don't mind being vulnerable to y'all because y'all are different. We've got like a family thing going on uh this might sound surprising to some of you but when i found that out when it was brought to my attention that i received such an honor and accolade to be mentioned uh, amongst people like lenny bruce and george carlin and sam kennison and richard lewis and the list goes on um at first I was, I mean, to say I was shocked was, is beyond, that's not even a good phrase for it. I, I was in disbelief. I looked at the thing a million times to see a typo, to see if it was like, is this an Onion article? What the f is going on? Um, but after it, it settled in with me that like, no, this is a, a real thing. Like I went and checked and like, sure, yeah, Lewis Black did co-author this. Um, I cried on and off for like two hours like legitimate tears like they started welling up when I was driving home from the grocery store <laughs> to get my wife's cookies if you listened to that story yesterday and they started and, and it, it like I, I had no control over it they were just coming and it was happy tears but also but I felt sad but I felt elated and, I, and the reason is, y'all, again, if I might be vulnerable, um, I, <laughs> I needed to hear that so goddamn bad that I didn't even know how bad I needed to hear it, if that makes sense. Um, I have grown a lot as a human being over the past couple years with therapy and, and, you know, treating my body better and trying to have more of a work-life balance. But I guess somewhere in me, as with any entertainer or, you know, human being, anybody with insecurities, like, I didn't realize how much I still needed that, <laughs> that type of validation in my life. And the reason is, is because, you know, between me and y'all, and, uh, you know, I know I'm an open book on here, so you think like, oh, yeah, we know everything that's going on with Corey because he tells us, well, there are definitely some things that I don't. You know, 
I don't want to sound like a whiny bitch or like I'm just like, well, that's not funny, so whatever. But like, I have, you know, kind of been going through a little bit of a funk lately. And I'm certain y'all could put the pieces together noticing that like, oh, you know, there, maybe there, the, there's not as much coming out on Substack as there was. Like it used to be almost every day. And like, you know, I'm pretty sure like on my subscriber page on Substack, the only guarantees I make is like two posts a week. And I've gone above and beyond that. Not, not like tooting my own horn saying like, I do way more than I'm supposed to, but like, I enjoy doing this. I like, like, I like my job and this is part of my job. And I, I wouldn't do it if I didn't like it. But like, I sort of hit a creative wall. And I think a lot of it was me feeling bad about myself because, and, and let me preface this by saying, uh, taking time away from doing stand-up and doing a lot of things to raise my son is the greatest decision that I've ever made. Um, but that doesn't mean it hasn't been difficult. And I didn't realize how difficult it was going to be because, frankly, when, when, it, when I first made that decision, dude, I was burnt out. I was burnt the fuck out. I had had, I mean, you know, between me and y'all, <clears throat> the reason that I even went to therapy <laughs> to begin with is because I had a panic attack bordering on a nervous breakdown in a hotel in Indianapolis when we were doing shows. And the next week we were supposed to be in Appleton, Wisconsin. And when I got home, I, I still couldn't function. And my, my anxiety was for the, I mean, overwhelming. I've had panic attacks before that lasted a while and they, you know, I eventually got over them. But this was like, it lasted so long that it felt like, oh my God, this is just my new normal. This is how I'm gonna feel. And I could not, there was no way I could make, I could go to Appleton, Wisconsin because I was quote unquote triggered by the thought of leaving because I associated being in a hotel away from my family as what made this happen. And I told the guys, I was like, guys, I hate to be this way, but I can't fucking go. And of course, because Trey and Drew are my best friends and our agent Val is wonderful. Nobody even asked a follow-up question except for like, hey buddy, hope you're okay. We love you. It's no problem. You know, and I'm like, y'all just split my money between y'all. I mean, of course that hit for everybody, I'm sure. <laughs> but, and I made a video to show at Appleton apologizing for not being there because like, it's not lost on me that some people came to see me, but I couldn't do it. I felt so bad. But, what happened after that like when I, I there's the first show I've ever canceled unless I was legitimately like you know physically sick and when that happened I'd been toying around or I'd known for years subconsciously at least dude you need therapy <clears throat> and uh I told my wife I said okay if my anxiety and depression is now affecting my professional life and therefore affecting other people, then I can't just have this happen and not try to do anything about it. And that's when I started going to therapy and thank God that I did. And I guess it's true. Like it takes a rock bottom situation in order to, and it, to make you want to do something like that. And I was like, cause you know, I, I go by the whole, like your rights end when someone else's rights begin. And so, like, you know, if my depression and anxiety was only affecting myself, who knows how long I would have let it 
just be out of control. But when I realized, like, I screwed Drew and Trey over, I mean, they don't think of it like that, but I do. And I screwed a comedy club over, and my fans, like, I was like, you can't, okay, well, you've got to be proactive now, you know. And, and so I got in a better place. I realized that having, like, a, a routine in my life, staying at home was really good for me. Still was on the road, obviously, a little bit, but I was getting better. But, but like, it was like such a shift in how I perceived what I do for a living. And we'd been, dude, we'd been touring hard. I've been doing, at that point, I'd been doing stand-up for 18 years, but we'd been touring hard as fuck for seven years. And I was burnt out. So making the decision to stay home with my kid, like, it, dude, I didn't have any of these negative feelings at first. And there was never a time whilst staying at home with the kid that I, that I was like, oh, I resent even having one. Hell no. I was happy to be at home, but I did start, and I think they were subconscious at first. I started having the feelings of like, dude, you know how fickle this business is, and you've had a lot of good shit going on, and you're just walking away right now? Like, yeah, you're making the responsible decision for your family but what about your career people are going to forget about you dude you know and then also the subconscious of like man how good it was for your soul to get that validation every night from a crowd of people and then I worked really hard on my with my therapist about like hey um I can't rely on other people to make me happy I've got to make myself happy you know and and that works and it's true and I do feel that way but like there was part of me that was like as soon as you emerge from this hiatus from staying at home with the kid for the first year you're done it's over and um to see that that article came out at a time when I'd already been staying at home and kind of off the scene for seven months to see that like no dude people didn't forget about you and not only that one of the greatest comics of all time and one of your heroes recognized you in a greatest of all time list with so many people that are your heroes. And again, I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm just saying y'all have no fucking idea. Or maybe you do. Maybe something like that has happened to you recently where you didn't know that you needed to hear something, but it happened and you were like, God damn it. That really just settles my soul. And y'all, my soul has been settled. And hey, listen. It won't be long before I go back to feeling some type of way. But not only did I need to hear that for my mental well-being, it also kicked my ass back in gear and has sort of lifted the fog on that creative funk that I've been in. And now, you know, for the record, whilst in that creative funk, I still was able to write a Chickalooky Christmas story, which regardless of how you felt about it, I'm very proud of it, and I thought it was awesome. And uh, I was actually listening to WTF with Mark Marin. He had Billy Crystal on, and Billy Crystal, he was talking about something that got canceled or whatever, one of his things that got canceled, and he went back to something his old manager or agent said to him. About one time when he had something canceled, the manager said, so, but were you proud of what you did? And Billy Crystal was like, yeah, I'm very proud of what I did. And his manager was like, you need to make that enough. And he said it changed his life. And I heard that around the same time. And it's like, oh, my God, that's 
That's right. You know, so my point is, is like, even in my creative funk, I did something I'm super proud of, and I'm trying so hard to make that be enough. You know, like with anything I do, it's never going to do the numbers that I think it's going to do. Like, sometimes to the opposite. Sometimes I'm like, well, people will like this okay, and it gets 100 million fucking views. You never know with this goddamn business. But anyways, I'm just saying, I feel like a weight has been lifted off of my shoulders in such a massive way that I'm now, I've got my confidence back, I've got my swag back a little bit, and uh, and I guess uh, I would like to maybe apologize a little bit because my job is to entertain y'all, and when I'm in a creative funk, I can't do that as well, and who knows, maybe I wasn't doing enough to help myself out of it, but, you know, frankly, if you're out there listening to this and you're a creative type, when you get in them funks, like, I don't really know if there's anything that you can do, <laughs> you know, like, you just, it just, you kind of just get out of when you get out of it, I mean, you got to take care of yourself, and, but, like, you know, there have been some things I've done to try to get out of a creative funk, and maybe it worked, but then I tried that same thing when I had another one, and it didn't work, like, you just don't fucking know, man, like, I don't know. You just got to like the best thing you can do, in my opinion, if y'all want some advice, is to try not to think about it. And that was my problem is every day I'd wake up and I would like swim in the funk. I'd acknowledge it big time. And I think it would like subconsciously talk me out of even fucking trying because I'm like, well, what's the point? I fucking, you know, so it's like you just got to like not think about it, (laughs) you know. And, uh, and again, being put on that list, like that fucking validation that I wish that I didn't need, but it was enough to give me a kick in the pants and be like, Hey Corey, I know you feel like you suck sometimes and that's never really going to fully go away, but here's some acknowledgement from someone who fucking knows, you know, (laughs) if, like if some random dude had just put me on a, you know, he's one of the greatest rant comics of all time. I'm not saying I wouldn't be appreciative course I would but when it's Lewis Black you go hey no one can fucking argue with that <laughs> they I mean they can try but they know they're fucking wrong and uh anyways I'm sorry how masturbatory this goddamn park rant has been but I really needed to get that off my chest and I don't want to bum my wife out with it so I figured I'd bum y'all out <laughs> with it because and there's so many people in this substack who like we've gotten to be friends and like it's it's like I feel like some of y'all are my brothers and sisters and some of y'all are like my grandmothers my aunts my uncles so I don't mind telling y'all shit and uh if this was bumming you out too much you're not even listening at this point anyways y'all know you ain't got to listen to all these motherfuckers it ain't required <laughs> now nah, I'm saying but anyways man I just needed to get that off my chest and to say once again how appreciative I am of all of y'all because like I said in yesterday's video um if people like y'all didn't enjoy my rants and share my rants and all that shit well hey I would have never even been on Lewis Black's radar but I probably would have been like I guess I'm not good at ranting (laughs) you know what I mean it's funny because Lewis Black started that article by saying you know I never really considered myself a rant comic but then people describe me as that and I guess I am I feel the exact same way uh, I know it's funny. I've ne- like, cause some people call me a political comic. I'm like, really? I am like, I had to be told all of these things, but, uh, that's the thing is like, it re- you know, you can decide what type of art you want to make 
but the audience gets to decide what you are, I guess, in like a certain way, uh, which is why y'all are my favorite audience because y'all allow me to decide what I'm going to be on any given week and any given creative project that I want to do. And uh, I'm getting better at the balance and shit. (sighs) Anyways, I feel fucking good, man. And uh, I guess one last plea here at the end to all if there's anybody listening to this that like you you're on the fence about therapy I would just say that like it's sort of like they say if you have to wonder if you're an alcoholic you are well I kind of feel the same way if you th- if you wonder if you need therapy you fucking do <laughs> you know and there's nothing wrong with that and it doesn't make you If you're a man, it doesn't make you less of a man. If you're a woman, it doesn't make you less stable or whatever the fuck, any of the bullshit that people say. Um, It's it's ludicrous to think that, like, we need medication to help ease our back pain, but for some reason that doesn't doesn't apply to, like, our emotions and our, our brain and shit like that. And I'm not... By the way, there's plenty of people that go to therapy that don't end up needing medication i'm just saying like uh all the stigma and shit is is just it's hurtful and it's dumb uh because i can tell you my life is night and day since i started taking medication and started going to therapy and obviously how i'm talking to y'all today in this rant is proof that like you know just because you take those things and work really hard that doesn't mean the demons can't still show up but i'm telling you when you've got an army behind you to help fight them, it's much better. Because, dude, if I wasn't in therapy and on medication, well, first off, who knows if I would have even made the decision to stay home and raise my kid because I'd have been in a worse place. And who knows? But I can tell you that going through this funk, it would have been a lot harder on me. And, uh, you know, not to be grim, but who fucking knows if I'd have come out the other side of it because I've seen way less take out way better people you know it's just uh your brain brain your brain your brain plays tricks on you man and uh and it's it's so wild because it's like my brain's playing a trick on me but ostensibly i am my brain so i'm playing a trick on myself i don't know how i don't know what to tell you it's fucking insane uh but your brain is so complex that when it decides it wants to do something it's gonna do that shit and if you're not prepared it can take over and you're fucked and I know because I've been there so I encourage everybody uh, to get help hey by the way this is not I'm not plugging this specifically because they sponsor me but I will say if money was the issue uh, you can use the putting on airs promo code at betterhelp.com again I did not set out to make this an ad it's just that that's what I used and it really worked for me uh, because I didn't ever want to go to, I didn't want to go, have to like drive to a, you know, a session because I don't really like doing that. And I knew that if I that had, I would end up canceling, but with better help, you do it all online and shit. And I, I think, I'm pretty sure it's, it's go to betterhelp.com and use the code POA or it's betterhelp.com slash POA. Um, it's one of those. <laughs> it's one of them shits. 
But uh, if you try it and it doesn't work, just message me and I'll, I'll go look up the ad copy or whatever. Anyways, I promise you, I'm not doing this to make money because of my fucking ad people. It just crossed my mind because you get 10% off and, uh, you know, some, sometimes that's a fucking big deal to people. Uh, you know, like uh, my sister only recently started getting the help she needed because it's money thing. It's fucking bullshit that, dude, it would service this country so much if, let's just say hypothetically, they can't make all healthcare free, which they totally could because we have billionaires. <laughs> but if they couldn't, if they, if they just made mental health free, I think that you would see just such the biggest impact in this country. If, because there's so many fucking people that need it, but guess what? They've got to choose between getting help or getting groceries for their family. And uh, you're going to get groceries for your family every goddamn time. Every goddamn time you're going to do that. And I don't blame you. You know, like uh, there's some people who are like, oh, those, that piece of shit just doesn't take, refuses to take care of his mental health. I'm like, I mean, okay, sometimes that's true, but like it might be a money thing. And I just think that, like, this world would be such a better place if everybody had access to that, that, like, it would more than make up for whatever fucking taxes we had to pay to make it happen. I genuinely believe that there would be less fucking mass shootings, there would be less domestic abuse, there would be less road rage incidents, there would probably be less DUIs because there would be less alcoholics, there'd be less insert so many fucking shit things here and people think that that's not worth our tax dollars but bombing a country just because they got fucking oil and our brown is get the fuck out of here man absolute insanity oh, here's the old me creeping back in <laughs> god damn anyways I appreciate y'all being here for me all the time I thank you for being such a wonderful audience to bounce my work off of and uh and I love that even when I get criticized in here, it's always constructive criticism, you know, because that's the thing. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, artists can't take criticism. I'm like, dude, I mean, I hear you. We are, we can be very sensitive, but like, yeah, when someone just fucking comments something, this fucking sucks, go kill yourself. Like, that's kind of hard. But if somebody says something like, hey, um, you know, the audio levels were off and it was hard for me to enjoy. That's good shit. You need to hear that. Now I can make my next one better. I'm not saying it doesn't upset me, but I'm not upset at you. I'm upset at the fact that I did something wrong. Like, God damn it, if, everybody, if everybody's criticism was at least in a little bit constructive, you know, I think that people, I think that you'd be surprised at how well some people could take criticism. You know what I mean? But y'all are the fucking best. I love y'all very much. I appreciate all of you who, uh, who pay the $5 a month to support the work here. Um, there has been a fall off in the past couple months, but I understand why. It's because uh, either I haven't put out the um, amount of work that those people require for their membership or they weren't into it and it sucked. And I totally get that. Uh, but I appreciate those of you who do pay the cup of coffee a month to support this work. Uh, because frankly, if y'all, I would not have had time to write the Chickalookie Christmas story were there not people who supported the work here monetarily wouldn't have been able to do it uh, so anyways alright I better fucking go I'm, I'm rambling which I know is the whole point of this but y'all have heard enough I love you take care of yourselves and uh, 
If your grandma's still alive, go hug her for me and eat some chicken casserole and enjoy the goddamn Dolphins Chiefs game tonight. Blessed to his heart. I'm pretty sure he's 0-6 when playing in weather under 42 degrees and it's going to be like negative 30 in Kansas City and the dumbass, and I love Tua even though he went to Alabama, the dumbass is suggesting that he's not going to wear gloves tonight. I would, I wish, I, I don't know if DraftKings has a prop bet for how much money I can put on Tua putting gloves on after three minutes in the game and claiming and, and admitting that he was wrong. I would put $1,000 on it <laughs> because, dude, I've packed a car in negative 30 and I wouldn't not wear gloves. I can't imagine throwing a fucking football that's going to feel like a hunk of ice. Jesus Christ. Uh, but go Dolphins. It would be a huge upset. Y'all enjoy that and I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, or Pastor Petey will see you tomorrow. And hey, look forward next week because tomorrow I'm also recording an episode of Doug Loves Movies with Doug Benson. I don't know when it'll air, but I think it's for next week's episode. So anyways, love you. See you. Bye. Thanks for being here. Skew.